Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. There's a heartbreaking juxtaposition right now between something we witnessed here in Utah yesterday and something we witnessed in Minneapolis, Minnesota on Monday, or at least something that we have seen over video playing out. We have seen the absolute best of the best, and if the video is accurate, we have seen something which portrays the worst of the worst. And that is, of course, the story uh, of George Floyd, the man who lost his life on Monday while in the custody of a police officer. Now, when I say the custody of a police officer, of course, I'm referring to whatever you call that maneuver uh, where the officer had his knee on the neck of George Floyd. That knee was there for about eight minutes, and for the duration of those eight minutes, at least the first few minutes, it was George Lloyd crying out for help, saying that he couldn't breathe, and ultimately uh, that voice fell silent, and George Lloyd lost his life. There were four officers involved not long after this event. They were fired from the police department. And the latest in this saga is that the officer from that video has now been arrested, taken into custody, and charged in the death of George Lloyd. Not long after that video started making the rounds, that's when the, the protests commenced. And they continue now. And there have been news agencies from around the world that have descended upon Minnesota to cover this. Interestingly enough, last night a CNN reporter, or rather it was earlier this morning, early this morning, a CNN reporter, uh, Omar Jimenez, was arrested. Was arrested in the midst of a broadcast. Let me play for you some of the audio uh, surrounding this, and it tells the story of exactly uh, what took place uh, before reporter, CNN reporter Omar Jimenez was arrested. He tells officers that they're live on air, and the news team will move wherever the officers want them to move. We can move back to where you'd like. We can move back to where you'd like here. We are live on the air at the moment. This is the four of us. We are one team. Just put us put us back where you want us. We are getting out of your way, so just let us know. Wherever you'd want us, we will we will go. We are just getting out of your way when you're advancing through the intersection. So just let us know, and we, and we got you. So that's the beginning of the interaction between the reporter and law enforcement. It continued to clear the area 
And so we walked away. I'm sorry? You're under arrest. Okay. Do you mind oh, whoa, telling whoa, whoa, me whoa. why I'm under arrest, sir? Why, why am I under arrest, sir? Officers are with CNN and he's on the air right now. Okay. We are arresting him live on CNN. We told you before that we are all with CNN. If you're just tuning in, you are watching our correspondent, Omar Jimenez, being arrested. Amazing. Uh, absolutely amazing. I've been in this business for a little while, and I have never experienced anything like this. And I, uh, Doug Wright and I, in 2012, we were covering some, uh, the, the protests weren't to this degree, but they were certainly protests. And Doug and I were right in the heat of it all uh, in Tampa, Florida, during the Republican National Commit, uh, Convention, the nominating convention. And uh, we didn't see anything like this. This is, this is intense stuff. I, I can't even imagine. Uh, and if I'm honest, if I'm honest, uh, we here in this media business, we're a different breed. It might be quite a rush to get arrested on live TV. Now, what does that mean? It, it means that uh, it, it's exciting. We're talking about this reporter today. And in the, in the act of being arrested, you know that you're, the head, you're, the, you're tomorrow's headline. <laughs> and it's playing out on live TV. You're going viral. Anyway, uh, you shouldn't think along those lines. Uh, but I, what I will say is uh, Jimenez, the reporter, was, as you heard, taken into custody and later released. Uh, upon release, he looked back and talked about what he was doing uh, that led up to that arrest. Well, everyone, to their credit, was pretty cordial after that happened. So it, it seemed I was actually talking to the officer that was leading me away. I was like, hey, man we're going to be out here for the next few days. What is the guidance of where we should be? If you don't want us that close, where should we be? Because we were under the impression that that was okay. And he said, look, I don't know, man, I'm just following orders. So I don't know who was potentially, you know, giving that order in that particular moment. But as far as the people that were leading me away, they, there was no animosity there. They weren't, they weren't violent with me. Uh, we were having conversation about just how crazy this week has been for every single part of the city. Last uh, bit of audio I want to play for you comes uh, from, from two people. One from the Hennepin County Attorney General, uh, Michael Freeman, announced today that that officer, the fired officer, Derek Chauvin, the officer who was videotaped with his knee on Floyd's neck, has been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. I'm here to announce that former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is in custody. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has been charged by the Hennepin County Attorney's Office with murder and with manslaughter. That's important. That's important because it is at least one quarter of what the protesters are calling for. There were four officers involved. It's alleged they were all fired from the police department and charges of murder and manslaughter, third degree, have been filed against this fired Minnesota police officer. We'll see what happens next. The president weighed in. Have you spoken to the family of George Floyd yet? No, I haven't, but I feel very, very badly. It's a very shocking sight. Well, Bill and I were talking about it before. It's one of the reasons Bill's here right now, uh, because, as you know, we're very much involved. And I've asked the attorney general, FBI, and the attorney general to take a very strong look and to see what went on, because that was a very 
very bad thing that I saw. I saw it last night, and I didn't like it. You think those police officers should be prosecuted? I'm not going to make any comments right now. I can tell you, I think what I saw was not good, was not good, very bad. So that's what the president had to say. Again, the update is that the officer shown in the video with his neck on the knee of George Floyd, George Floyd, who passed away as a result of that interaction, has been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an executive order signed by the president during my radio program yesterday. It has to do with online censorship, and it draws from a law that was crafted in the mid-'90s. Why did that law come to be? What has it meant for social media platforms up until now? And what does the executive order signed by Donald Trump really mean? We'll walk through it all next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.